When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. M the Zone. She's sweeter than a glass of chocolate milk and louder than a morning rooster. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, I don't know how loud I am this morning, as you probably can tell by the vocal cords. Uh, spring allergies have kicked in for a lot of folks around the state of Wisconsin, but that's kind of a good thing. That means that there's warmer weather on the way and hopefully more movement towards the field. Good morning, everyone. I'm Farm Director Pam Yankee. Today is one of those days that should be pretty decent. Sunshine in the forecast. 63 are expected high for today. Enjoy it while you've got it, because tomorrow we've got a 90% chance of rain. Cloudy skies on Friday and 56. Saturday, partly sunny and 76. Sunday, some morning showers, but then it should clear out. We should see highs right around 64 degrees. Stumach's got our ag details on weather coming up in about 15 minutes. Owen Feenstra from EverAg is joining us with market details this morning. Apparently, the Ukraine believes their farmers are going to plant more acres than the world might have expected given the Russian situation there. Talking about that with Owen and the Wisconsin Grilled Cheese Championship coming up this Saturday in Dodgeville. You don't want to miss that. Few details about that ninth annual event coming your way as well. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. When you see water in your basement, it usually spells trouble. Some other insurance companies might leave you high and dry and not in the way you want. That's why Rural Mutual offers a limited water endorsement on their homeowner's policy to help cover flood, sewer backup, and sump pump coverage. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. I'm a Wisconsin Farm Bureau member because of the opportunities that Farm Bureau affords its members here in the state of Wisconsin. Member benefits to uh, local leadership and personal and professional development opportunities that you can really take advantage of as a Farm Bureau member. We talk about Farm Bureau and how we help move farmers and agriculturalists forward. WFBF.com You should look them up. A voice for farmers, a vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. One group that is getting some age on it now is the Wisconsin Livestock Identification Consortium. Bob Osel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And Pam, I remember when uh, they were brought about, when we were starting to identify all these premises, including fairgrounds, if you had livestock, even for a short period of time, but they're maturing and people are seeing that it's pretty good. We can identify these these premises because of, uh, well, avian influenza for one. Yeah, you're right, Bob. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And again, because of avian influenza, the spotlight on the Wisconsin Livestock Identification Consortium, WLIC. I talked about it with Jody Leggy. She is the executive director of WLIC. And, you know, avian influenza is not something new. We dealt with it in a big way in 2015. But this time around, because more people have experienced the pandemic, more people 
invested in backyard flocks, a couple birds here and there. All of a sudden, they're being reminded that they need to be accountable to the state of Wisconsin by law to register where those birds live. Now, that's just one of the subjects we talk about with Jody Leggy, but she has been busy, and she said, indeed, more and more people making more and more inquiries about the consortium. Absolutely. I think 2022 is a premises renewal year. So um, that was without having the avian influenza outbreak that happened. But um, so everyone that has a premises uh, registered needs to renew um, in 2022 before July 31st. But I, to answer your question, yes, indeed, that uh, I think folks are seeing on the news about the avian influenza outbreak and realizing the importance of registering your premises especially if you have poultry and you haven't registered before. And that doesn't matter if you have one chicken in your backyard or you have, you know, a, a huge uh, flock. So you still need to register that premises uh, with us and then renew it every three years. Now, it's not a difficult process. And again, we want to make sure people understand it's really only telling us where that animal lives and that's kind of for the biosecurity outreach that's happening right now through the Department of Agriculture, correct? That's correct. Yes, we don't even keep track of how many you have. So when you call us, you can you can register your premise or renew your premise uh, three ways. You can go online at our website and and register online. You can call our toll free number and register over the phone. Or you will if you have registered already this year, you will get a renewal letter reminder from the Department of Ag, um, and you can fill out that letter and mail it back to us, and that's how you renew. But however, if you if you're registering a new premises, you do have to either call us or you can download the form online, fill that out and send it in. Um, and so that way, because you would not get a letter if, you, if you're not already uh, registered with us. But it's, it, the process probably takes less than five minutes. Um, it's free. And um, we, we keep track of your contact information so that the Department of Ag can get a hold of you in case there's an outbreak in your area. We keep track of species that you have on your premises, um, poultry, cattle, horses, et cetera. Um, but we don't keep track of the number of species and um, all of the information that we collect uh, on behalf of the Depart- Department of Ag is extremely co- held in, in a confidential manner. We don't share it. We don't sell it. Um, it. It is only used for animal disease traceability purposes. Yeah, yeah because really this uh, WLIC, Wisconsin Livestock Identification Consortium, was created to try to protect the integrity of Wisconsin agriculture, correct? That's exactly right. And, you know, going back to protecting the food supply and the food chain, um, making sure that, that that is our animal disease traceability system in Wisconsin, the premises registration. We are one of the few states that has a mandatory premises registration to handle animal disease traceability. And we use a pretty sophisticated database to collect and maintain that information. And like I said, um, as an independent entity that partners with the Wisconsin um, Department of Agriculture, we we keep this information um, completely confidential. And that was by design, folks. I remember when this was coming together, uh, making sure that your confidentiality is respected. Uh, this way, through the WLIC, uh, no open records requirement, no access by potential animal rights groups or that, correct? That is correct. In fact, if we get a request from someone to get information, we have to send that through to the Department of Agriculture, and they determine whether or not um, it's a legitimate request uh, through their system. So we don't. The only ones that have access to our system is 
um, the, the Department of Agriculture, uh, and that's and again, they use it for disease traceability purposes. Well, and it's worked out really good. I know I've talked with the Department of Ag staff as far as avian influenza, which we're dealing with right now. It has really allowed for a clear line of communication from the impacted locations to those neighbors or other uh, animal owners to let them know what's going on, too. That's exactly right, and and the way that they use our system is if if you've registered your premises and you have poultry, for example, on your premises, they they can easily pull emails or phone numbers or mailing addresses, and so when they're communicating, and these days they do communicate a lot by email, so if you're willing to share your email address with us, the Department of Ag will put you on um, a list to be able to send you updates on the avian influenza outbreak by email. Um, otherwise, they do occasionally send a mailer out, and then they would use that information. So it's really important if you have registered that your contact information is correct and updated. And if you have not yet registered and you have poultry especially, uh, but any species really, but poultry especially right now that you that you get yourself registered. We're talking with Jody Leggy. She is the executive director of the Wisconsin Livestock Identification Consortium. They are the keepers of the premise identification information mandatory in Wisconsin if you own an animal. Now, we're not talking about cats and dogs or fish, but basically everything else, anything else, is included under the premise ID uh, law in the state. You can find their website and get registered or find out more information at WI. ID.org, WIID.org. You've got an annual meeting coming up, uh, Jody, and that's another thing people have to understand. Uh, there is a group of active agriculturalists that are kind of keeping an eye on things there. What else have they been talking about? I'm sure it's not all about avian influenza. Well, I think that um, for WIC, you know, our main focus is is animal uh, disease traceability and the fact that it's not, you know, the, the, having that um, animal disease traceability not only protects us and protects our food supply, but it also protects the market value of our products in Wisconsin. So I think that a lot of times when we have our, our board meetings, or in this case, April 28th is our annual member meeting, um, and WIC is a nonprofit uh, 401c3 that, that does have a, have a membership, um, you know, that's kinds of the things we're talking about is how to, you know, improve all of those those things and so that the market value of the products that producers are selling, um, we, that we have the best opportunity for the best market value in Wisconsin. For a lot of our livestock owners, specifically uh, beef, dairy, uh, you folks are trying to make sure they've got the latest as far as technology available with a little Wisconsin spin on it. Tell them about the RFID tags that are available through WLIC. Sure. So WIC does sell uh, RFID tags or radio frequency identifying tags. Um, we also sell non-RFID, but all of our tags are uh, 840 numbers or official ID. Um, I know there's some confusion about that, but if you hear the term 840 tags or official ID, it's the same thing. It really just identifies that as being an official tag of the United States. Um, and our tags happen to also have a, a Wisconsin um, ID trademark on, on them that WIC sells, but um, we do raise some funds from selling those tags. I, I will just uh, point out, though, right now with supply chain issues and other issues still due to COVID-19, that it is uh, takes 16 weeks to get the tags from the time that you place the order. So I just encourage everyone to um, order ahead if you need tags. We hope that that 
that situation clears up as the year goes on, but there's still uh, got quite a few back orders that they're trying to fill because normally it's a two to three week turnaround when you order tags. So we hope by the end of the year that that will go back to somewhat of a normal turnaround time. But just as as a reminder, it does take uh, at least 16 weeks to get your tags right now when you order them from us. We are certainly aware of those kinds of supply chain issues in all of agriculture, uh, especially here in Wisconsin. Jody Leggy, along with us, she's the executive director of the Wisconsin Livestock identification consortium now remember if you've got a fish pond if you've got deer llamas alpacas anything with a hoof or anything pretty much with feathers you need to register where that animal that bird is being kept it's all about protecting wisconsin's biosecurity wisconsin's agriculture wisconsin's agriculture value very simple to do and again no cost just go to wiid Dot org. That's W-I-I-D dot O-R-G. Or you can call Jody directly. The toll-free number, 888-808-1910. That's 888-808-1910. This year alone, they've got some 63,000 active premise IDs in place now that will need to be renewed by July 31st. So they're going to be busy. Check it out, WIID.org. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. What makes mulch so lovable? The texture, the smell, Well, it's not just people that love mulch. Your plants do, too. Retaining moisture and regulating soil temps, it's the whole package. And when you use Scott's Earth Grow or exclusive Vigoro wood mulches, you can even pick the color. What's not to love? Stop in for mulch and everything else you need this season. It feels like spring at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Farming is dangerous. There's dangers all around us. We go through safety training and try and do these things to make sure accidents don't happen. You don't want to hit a gas pipe because that's your life. The other part of it is if you hit certain things, you're liable for it. Farm Safe 811 starts with you. Always call 811 and wait for any underground lines to be marked. Always keep safety in the back of your mind. Just stay humble. For more information, go to farmsafe811.org. We give you the tools, knowledge, and income so you can take your career however far you want to take it. I'm Wynn Davies. W.E. Davies and Sons Remodeling is now hiring carpenters, lead carpenters. Boycott a stale career. We want you to take on a fresh perspective to your path in life. We're a local family business offering services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. You could be your next team player to deliver stunning, transformative results. Visit wedaviesremodeling.com. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. My apologies. Stu and I were talking off microphone about a couple little things, farm kid-wise, and lost track of time. It is time for an update on what's coming our way weather-wise. And the good news, as far as I'm concerned today, boy, Stu, it looks like it's going to be a pretty decent day. 
it's going to be a pretty nice day and then look ahead a little bit and we can really hold out a lot of hopes as we start the weekend for some very mild air and what should be a very sunny day as well. But there are a couple of things happening before all that takes place. We have to talk about some of the rain that we saw late yesterday and last night. Oh, I'm seeing about 14 hundredths of an inch at Madison, 33 hundredths at La Crosse, 23 hundredths at Fond du Lac. My friend Paul just up on uh, the Fond du Lac-Sheboygan County line, 44 hundredths of an inch. And I see Reedsburg with a quarter inch. But that rain is all pulling away from the state today. Uh, cool fronts pulling off over Lake Michigan and away from us. There are some sprinkly showers way in far northwest Wisconsin now, but that's not a big concern. During the day, I expect the skies will begin to clear on out, and there'll be some sunshine with temperatures, believe it or not, a little bit on the above normal side up in the 60s. Sounds like it should be a very nice afternoon here. Once we get through the morning toward midday, the improvement really starts to show. But then the next low begins to build in a low-pressure system that will start heading toward the western parts of South Dakota and will swing a warm front up from the south. That's going to lead to some more cloud cover in Friday, later in the day and on toward Friday night, some showers, there may be thunderstorms, but that warm front moves up into the state. And even though we could have some rain to wrap up Friday and Friday night, a very mild air mass will follow it for Saturday. Sunshine, very warm temps, well up into the 70s are expected. But yes, a cool front follows all that activity and the rain chance returns late Saturday night on into Sunday. And that does cool us off again. And unfortunately, as we head to early next week, Monday and Tuesday, daytime highs in the upper 40s and low 50s will return. So enjoy the warmth while it's here. It does cool just too early next week. I'll have forecast details right after this. Soil health. It's the top priority at Midwestern BioAg. It's the first thing they consider with every product at every step. It's designed to build healthy, biodiverse soils to support healthy soil, resilient crops, and higher yields. Midwestern BioAg offers biological fertilizers to optimize yields during the growing season, all the while building healthy soil for the future. To learn what a Midwestern BioAg program can do for you, visit MidwesternBioAg.com. Midwestern BioAg, better farming through better soil. All business owners want the same thing, to make their business succeed. At Rural Mutual, they help that happen. As the third largest writer of commercial business in Wisconsin, they take the time to learn your business so they can properly protect you. Call your local agent today or visit RuralMutual.com. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Well, it looks like everybody's waking up in the 40s this morning, Stu, but boy, it's going to get better fast, right? Oh, yeah, we get the warm-up today. Some clouds around this morning, but skies will clear. First in the west and last in the east. I look for more sunshine to break through today and a lot of mid-60s or so. West winds 5 to 15 still could gust up to about 30 or so. But overnight, the clouds began to build back in, and there is a small chance of a little sprinkle at lacrosse yet toward daybreak. The rest of us don't worry about that. Nighttime lows in the low 40s. Northwest winds become east 5 to 15. It's Friday that skies become mostly cloudy. Could be some showers in the morning in the west, more likely afternoon in the east, even a thunderstorm later in the day. Mid-50s tomorrow, east winds gusting near 30. Some rain overnight Friday night. Rain amounts to a quarter or half inch, about what I'd expect by Saturday. Back to a mostly sunny but very windy day in the mid or even upper 70s, Pam. But the south winds 12 to 25. They'll gust up near 40 on Saturday. 
So even though it feels that warm, it's going to be pretty windy all day long. Well, geez, maybe by the time we get to next week, Tuesday, we'll actually have something to report in the crop progress report. It, it, that wind will help to dry it out Saturday. Unfortunately, a little more rain again Saturday night, Sunday, but then drier into early next week. So cross your fingers. Yeah, we'll see what happens. All right, buddy, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. Thanks. You bet. Take care. Stu Muck, our ag meteorologist, with your weather details as we roll our way into a Thursday. Stick around. We've got details. The latest milk production figures out for the 24 major dairy-producing states, including Wisconsin. We'll talk about that with Owen Feenstra. He's our special guest from EverAg, joining us from Chicago. And get ready. The Grilled Cheese Championship coming to Dodgeville after a two-year hiatus. More on that. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Whenever you make a major purchase, there's always that little voice in your head asking questions like, are you sure? Is this the right one for me? Bergstrom Automotive turns the what ifs into why not with the seven day buyback guarantee. That's one full week to get to know your vehicle. Is it as large as you anticipated? Maybe you want more power in heavy traffic. Maybe you find out the neighbors just bought the same make, model, and color that you just purchased. Whatever the reason, at Bergstrom, if you don't love it, simply bring it back. Not every dealership offers a seven-day buyback guarantee. Then again, Bergstrom Automotive isn't an ordinary dealership. Bergstrom believes you shouldn't have to listen to that little voice that questions your buying decision. They just want you to feel giddy with freedom, just like you did when you bought your very first one. Love it or bring it back at Bergstrom Automotive. Join the Bergstrom When they love you enough to tell you you need a breath mint, that's family. At Mad City Moving, we're locally owned and family run. We're not afraid to tell each other the truth and make sure every job is done right. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the family knows best move. Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things well, like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com. Mad City Moving. When remodeling your home, you don't want some silly goose in charge of your plans. Meet Adam of AF Construction. He grew up in a Wisconsin family of skilled craftsmen working side by side with the best. Hundreds of happy homes endorses detailed attention to distinctive projects. AF Construction, your local hands-on remodeling contractor, offering line item estimates and eye-popping results. For your free consultation, visit afconstructionllc.com. Get ready for a remarkable new look. Because of you, someone will feel more at home in their new home. Because of you, living with memory loss is a little less scary. Because you put the Bright Star in senior living. Bright Star is looking for caregivers and resident assistants. Bright Star believes in providing the highest quality assisted living and memory care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the Bright Star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com. What's the difference between shopping William Thomas Custom Jewelry and a franchise jewelry store? The young rep at the franchise store probably knows more about their cell phone than they do exquisite jewelry. And where will they be in the future when you need them? William Thomas Custom Jewelry is a Madison original, and they'll be here for you whenever you need them. Creating one-of-a-kind pieces and here for the long haul. William Thomas Custom Jewelry, your inspiration 
your custom jeweler. Here's farmer and businessman James Wood. We farm about 3,500 acres. There's pipelines everywhere. The contractor working on my property did not have the lines located before he began work, and it resulted on a strike on a natural gas pipeline. Fortunately, no one was hurt, but it could have been much worse. Never assume the location or depth of underground lines. Always call 811 or visit clickbeforeyoudig.com before you start work. A message from the Pipeline Operators for Ag Safety campaign. Love the look by creating your floors with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Economwalk. See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. Farming is dangerous. There's dangers all around us. We go through safety training and try and do these things to make sure accidents don't happen. You don't want to hit a gas pipe because that's your life. The other part of it is if you hit certain things, you're liable for it. Farm Safe 811 starts with you. Always call 811 and wait for any underground lines to be marked. Always keep safety in the back of your mind. Just stay humble. For more information, go to farmsafe811.org. Who do you got on your uh, draft board route that you want to talk about? I went through like roughly half of the positions last weekend and was looking at players and who would I like the Green Bay Packers to draft. Now, I went through this for every single position. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to say this straight up. I do not want the Green Bay Packers to draft a quarterback unless... They trade up to get one. Yeah, unless they trade up (laughs) to get one in the first round. No, unless they move on from Jordan Love. Because, yeah, there's been those rumors, what, to the the Colts, where the Colts filled their quarterback position. Oh, to the Redskins or the football team. What are they now? Commanders. Can't even keep them straight. Oh, but that's just a rumor. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, unless they move on from Jordan Love, I'm not actively saying we need to draft the quarterback at all. Do you think they trade Jordan Love? I actually don't know. I think it's a 50-50 toss-up. If it's me, if I'm the general manager, I'm trading him. Yeah. Because I think I have three years left of Aaron Rodgers. Yes. And Jordan Love, listen, Jordan Love ain't in either, in my opinion. All right, could you imagine if they did trade him, like, real quick, if they did trade him and got, like, a second-round pick? You now you'd have six picks in the top 100? Okay, so... Yeah, that'd be pretty wild. But then Jordan Love goes down as the worst draft. They'll be the worst draft pick ever for Brian Gutekunst for his whole career. Uh, it depends on what he does. I think right now probably his worst pick is Josh Jackson. I mean, what are they? What are they? Uh, this is. I mean, we don't need to rehab. We'll save the Jordan Love conversation if it happens. But yeah, looking at the quarterbacks when you that are coming out in this year's NFL draft, you have Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, obviously Desmond Ritter, and Matt Corral. Those are by far your top four quarterbacks. Those are all guys that are going to go probably in the first round, if not the very early second round. The Packers aren't going to be in on any of those guys. So that's that's just not even realistic. Whether they move on from Jordan Love or not, none of those guys are in play. So I started looking more or less to guys that had some upside that maybe if you move on from Love, you take a chance and maybe you develop them for three or four years from now. And the quarterbacks that I kind of fell on were... Sam Howell out of North Carolina. The reason why I liked Sam Howell was he's a kid with a big arm, raw talent. Now, he didn't necessarily play with a ton of talent around him at North Carolina, and he also tended to kind of 
played down to his competition. Turnovers were kind of an issue there. But he currently has like late second, early third I round see his, grades. His pro comp here at NFL.com is a modern, a modernized Drew Brees. Those comps are always a little bit yeah. ridiculous. What was Jordan Love comp that? Was it Blake Bortles? No, it was Patrick or, Mahomes. Or was it? I thought there was a yeah. Bortles one before. It was Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> that's funny. But Sam Howell would be a guy. What I don't universe? think they really go after him. I think that's probably too high of a draft projection for being a late second, early third round pick for them to really spend that type of draft capital on, especially when you have Rodgers and you have the type of team you currently do and you need more depth and, and you need to fill in other positions. Another guy I looked at was actually Carson Strong out of Nevada. Another kid with a big arm, but one of his big bugaboos was not being able to stay healthy. Yeah. Like he's had a lot of uh, lower body injuries where who knows exactly how well he can move through the pocket. Who knows how athletic he's going to be because of all those injuries and surgeries, but he does have a big arm and can sling it all over. His draft grades currently are uh, late fourth, early fifth round. And then we get into to the two, uh, to the two we were talking about with Ben. It's Bailey Zappi, who, like I said, good deep ball. Good name, but he, too. But he's, he's making a huge step up. It, yeah. It's going from Houston Baptist to Western Kentucky to the NFL. He's definitely going to be a project that you're going to have to have sit on the bench for two, three years minimum. Yeah. And is he athletic enough? Currently, his draft grade is in the fifth round. And then the other one that I actually wouldn't mind just for having like a backup quarterback, a low floor. It was Jack Cohn. Jack Cohn currently projected in the fifth or sixth round. And again, that's just going to be a guy that comes in. He's going to, he's going to be accurate. He's going to make the throws that you ask him to make. He's more of a a West coast offense. Like you saw him with the Badgers. He's not going to throw the ball 60 yards downfield, but he did show that he could throw the ball better at Notre Dame than what he did at Wisconsin. Those would be my four. Howell, Strong, Zappy, and Cone, and that's and anywhere Jackie from Boy. like third round to sixth round. I don't think the Packers are going to spend really, even if they move on from Love. There's no reason for them to spend the if type they, of draft okay. capital if to go get a good one. Any quarterback? Does that mean the bye only bye way love? I think they they will ever draft a quarterback is if they truly did move on from Love and they thought a guy they could yeah. turn in, into a project into something. It was God. actually there. Man, what a what a, like, what a strange career in the NFL for Jordan Love. Connecting producers and consumers one story at a time. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Owen Feenstra will be joining us this morning from Everett, kind of connecting us with what's happening in the world and our marketplace. One story item I saw this morning, Ukraine's agriculture minister has increased his expectations on the number of acres that Ukrainian farmers are going to plant. Apparently, uh, the Russia-Ukrainian conflict is kind of centralized in one geographic area right now, and they believe that farmers in the unaffected areas are going to increase planting. We'll see if Owen Feenstra wants to talk about that this morning. Stick around. I'm Pam Yonke. So glad you're along with us. It is the 21st day of April. Some interesting tidbits as far as our history is concerned. On this day back in 1984, Michael Jackson's Thriller album is knocked off the top of the charts. You want to guess what replaced it back in 1984? Yep, the soundtrack from Footloose. That happened back in 1984. On this day in 1934, the surgeon's photo, allegedly showing the Loch Ness Monster, is published in the Daily Mail. 
back in 1934, and they're still looking for Nessie today. Hey, speaking of which, don't forget, this afternoon at 2 p.m., I'm holding a virtual travel show to give you more details on our upcoming Scotland and Northern Ireland farm tour. The dates for that trip, September 13th through the 23rd. This afternoon at 2 o'clock, the holiday vacation folks and I are going to explain the details, tell you about the itinerary, the agriculture stops we're going to be making, and get your questions answered. It's easy to do. All you need to do is go to Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. You'll see it right at the top of the page, and you can get linked up with that travel show this afternoon. By the way, if you sit through the travel show, you'll get a $100 voucher to uh, use on that trip. So please think about it today at 2 p.m. Hey, Saturday is going to be a good day. Why? Because it's the ninth annual Grilled Cheese Championship. Back after a two-year hiatus, it returns to Lime Memorial Pavilion in Harris Park, just outside of Dodgeville. Doors open at about 1045. The chefs have eight different categories that they can compete in with their grilled cheese entries. They've got 15 minutes from beginning to end to complete that sandwich for the judges' review. I talked about it with Potsy Weber. He's one of the volunteers that's been there every year of the Grilled Cheese Championship, and he's glad it's back. You're so right, Pam. And uh, it's a pleasure having you this year as our MC, and uh, we're looking very forward to that. Yes, it's going to be at the Live Pavilion um, in Harris Park in Dodgeville on the uh, 23rd of April from 11 to 4. How early does activity get started there, Potsy? You know, I, like you said, I've I've judged, I've been an MC before, but I don't always pay attention to how early competitors start showing up. When will the activity really begin? Well, we'll open the doors probably about ten forty-five, and the heat, the first heat, will probably start about an hour after that or so. Um, they come prepared and they're all ready to go. Yeah, and you guys have such a diversity on categories. Uh, Really, when people stop and think grilled cheese, they better expand their horizons a bit. Uh, It's it's amazing. The key is the dairy, the Wisconsin dairy state. It's all about cheese and so different, many different types of cheeses and breads that uh, that they cook on. You know, it's it's grilled cheese, and only they do desserts as well, and uh, it's unreal what they uh, all come up with. Yeah. How many years have you kind of been connected with this, Potsy, maybe just as an attendee or maybe a committee member? As a committee member, I've been involved all every year. Uh, <laughs> this is our this is our ninth year, and uh, next year is our tenth year, and we're looking at big things for our tenth year. That's excellent. Now, have you seen any changes over the course of time, be it the contestants? Have you guys added categories? Maybe it's just the number of people that are attending. Yes, it is. Everybody's curious, and everybody wants to taste it. <laughs> and uh, the way you can taste it is you got to be a VIP, and them tickets are $30. And uh, that gives you uh, four samples of grilled cheese sandwiches, the uh, – Tomato soup from Bob's Bitch and Barbecue, which is uh, out of this world. A, a beer ticket for uh, beer or wine, and uh, event T-shirt, and many other small little prizes. There you go, Potsy Weber, one of the volunteers with the ninth annual Grilled Cheese Championship, starting at 10:45 a.m. on Saturday, Lime Memorial Pavilion in Harris Park, just outside of Dodgeville. 
you don't want to miss it. It really is a lot of fun. And I would say $30 for that VIP ticket investment, yep, it's well worth it. Well, what are the markets worth this morning? News out of the Ukraine that they're going to see more acres planted than they expected, given the Russian-Ukraine war. Uh, and weather still on the minds of many farmers here in the United States. We'll talk about that and more with Owen Feenstra in just a moment. Steffes Group is conducting the Clarence Pronchinski & Sons, Inc. Dairy Cattle Retirement Auction in Arcadia, Wisconsin. This timed online auction closes Tuesday, April 26th at 1 p.m., featuring approximately 1,400 head of Holstein dairy cattle. This is a closed herd with good health, breeding, and management. Go to steffesgroup.com for photos and complete descriptions for the Clarence Pronchinski & Sons Dairy Cattle Auction in Arcadia, Wisconsin, closing Tuesday, April 26th at 1 p.m. That's S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. My name is Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. Wisconsinites love local. Uh, we love buying local. We love knowing who we're buying from. Uh, and that's what we were able to offer to them. We keep hearing, I've really thought about solar for a long time. I'm finally able to do it because I've got a local person that I can trust. The more you know about solar, the better. But I think the most important thing is knowing who to work with. And that's us. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com and start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. Sick calves got you down? Draining your profits, time, and motivation? Get your calf up and moving now with BioVet's new Baselight Calf Electrolyte. Baselight contains balanced electrolytes for restoring and maintaining proper fluid levels in scouring calves. It's easy to mix, palatable, and calves are eager to drink it down to the last drop. Stop feeling down. Pick up the phone and order BioVet's Baselight. Call 1-800-BIOVET-1. 1-800-BIOVET-1. Hey, 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 if you are a 4-H member, a 4-H alumni, or you believe in the Clover Kids, how about you jump online and participate in the Celebrate the Arts online auction that's happening right now. All the monies will go towards our Wisconsin 4-H Clover Kids, and you can get some great merchandise to boot. Original artwork from both 4-H members as well as talented artists from across the state and custom-made jewelry with a 4-H theme. Just jump online and get involved in the Celebrate the Arts online auction. It runs through Tuesday the 26th. You can find details on my Facebook page, Fabulous Farm Babe, right there at the top, or go directly to WIS4HFoundation.org. WIS for the number HFoundation.org and engage in the Celebrate the Arts online auction. Markets are lower in overnight electronic trade this morning. I don't know if it's because uh, Ukraine came out with bigger than expected planting numbers or if it's better than expected weather in some of the corn belt, but we're lower. Right now, December corn's down four at 744. November soybeans are down three, 1526. July wheat's down eight at 1089 a bushel. Yesterday, barrel cheese dropped five and a quarter cents to 234 and a quarter. 40 pound block cheese down two and a half at 233 and a half. And double A butter, that actually gained a quarter of a cent yesterday to 272 a pound. May milk is currently 19 cents lower, 23.98 a hundredweight. June down 27 at 24.17 a hundredweights. Up next, we'll find out what is happening in the marketplace. Owen Feenstra joining us live from Everag. Stick around. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. 
Are you ready to get your musical game on? Are you a 7th to 12th grade Wisconsin garage band that wants to play Summerfest, the world's largest music festival? Then Rock Onsen wants you. All genres of music are invited. Rock, reggae, rap, jazz, country, or whatever style of music you play. This is the only program of its kind in the nation. Check out rockonsen.org for more information. Registration is free. This competition will showcase 10 statewide garage bands at the big gig. The winner and runner-up each receive a second gig at Summerfest and professional recording session. Check out rockonsen.org. That's R-O-C-K-O-N-S-I-N.org. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Rock Onsen is brought to you by the Nicholas Family Foundation and made possible by the support of Madison Area Music Association, TBW, Tilt Media, WPS Charitable Foundation, Sure, KW2, and 1670-967 The Zone. Rock Onsen, Youth Garage Band's Rocking Wisconsin, produced by Dennis Graham Associates. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank, where we've removed the barriers between you and your money. We've made every ATM your ATM with unlimited refunds on surcharge fees. With our mobile app, deposit your checks and pay your bills. Simplify savings with smart automation. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Hi, it's Preston from Window World. Our courteous and talented installation team will make your project worry-free. Whether it's a new entry door, creating that perfect statement for the front of your home, or a clean new patio door that doesn't require Herculean strength to open. No matter the task, our employees will do what it takes to earn your satisfaction. Call me today or visit windowworldmadison.com. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Uh, yes, on a Thursday morning, and we are working diligently to try to make sure that we're getting Owen Feenstra along with us from EverAg down in Chicago. Yesterday, the major milk-producing states came in with their March milk production. Wisconsin, for example, up just a little bit compared to a year ago. 2.72 billion pounds of milk produced. Uh, we've got uh, basically the same number of cows out there as we did last month, but up 3,000 cows compared to a year ago. Again, Owen Feenstra joining us, uh, one of the broker analysts with Everag. Do you notice, what did you think about the the milk production figures for March, Owen? Any real surprises there for you? Um, you know, I don't think not a whole lot of, you know, big surprises. I think it's funny just watching the trend. Cows are moving to the I-29 corridor and, you know, what we keep seeing report after report is it just seems to be that, yeah, New Mexico New Mexico producers are getting squeezed out. And uh, Washington is on its third or fourth uh, month here where, you know, their numbers are really, really picking up. So, um I think the biggest I think the biggest thing here was, you know, we're down on milk production. I think, you know, uh, anything below, you know, negative or anything below flat to negative, I think is always going to be somewhat supportive to bullish and everything over, you know, 1% gets into, you know, the bearish range. So I, I would call this report neutral to, you know, supportive for the time being. 
All right, I'm going to ask you to speak up a little louder when you talk when you're hard to hear this morning. Yeah, the you know, and this is also March. Uh, we could see a fairly dramatic change come April. I mean, uh, that's normally when we got a lot of the major dairy states coming on with spring flush. Uh, you know, like we said, maybe some states with fewer cows, but others gaining them. Do you think that we're going to really see pretty sharp uh, increase in milk production for April? Um, you know what? I mean, from our from our milk reports that we're hearing, you know, out in the country, as far as milk flows from producers um, in different states, you know, we're hearing California is actually picking up a little steam this past week. But for the most for the most part, you know, it just seems that milk flows during this flush period have not been um, super outstanding. So I do think that April, you know, we're probably going to get a report where maybe we're starting to you know, flirt with the flat to, you know, positive milk production year over year. But thus far, it doesn't seem like it's going to be an incredible, you know, milk flow flush season, which I think could, you know, continue to be somewhat supportive to the markets. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. What else do you want to focus in on here? Owen, didn't uh, get a chance to exchange text with you. Uh, Are we moving, are we continuing to move dairy products out of the United States? I mean, it's fine if milk production stays flat, but we still need to maintain those international markets that have been so supportive to dairy overall. Of course. Yeah, no, I do think that we are getting some exports off here. Um, I think we're seeing that within, you know, our um, you know, some of our contacts, we saw, we saw European prices pull off a little bit this past week. Um, you know, some would say, Hey, that's, that's, you know, somewhat bearish to the U S market, but I think we need to step back and realize we're still extremely discount. Now coming to your export question, if we're discounts, even after Europe has pulled off five to 10 cents in some products, and we get off exports now going into our summer months, our, 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 our hot months up here soon. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that you could see a little bit of a bounce in these futures um, here soon. But I think we are probably getting some exports off. It's hard. It's hard not to when you're so discount to the rest of the world. Yeah, well, and if we can still find profitability at those levels, that's pretty outstanding. We did see the barrel and block cheese take a little bit of a dip yesterday. Fluid milk has also been very erratic lately. Major swings to the up and the down. Is is it about the number of people interested in fluid milk, Owen, or what? what is that? You know, I think it's coming down to some of the creativity and... I guess the R and D department in some of these um, in some of these fluid plants, especially when it comes to um, like UF milk that we're seeing in Fairlife, and I know Dairy Gold now has their own version of you know the lactose-free milk. Um, you know, I think I think that's really what it comes down to. Those those types of milks are catching you know people's attention, and I would say are leading uh, the charge in the fluid milk sector, but. People, you know, aside from the fluid milk part, you know, consumption of dairy is up year over year. Even though, even though milk, even though milk is down, people are getting their cheese in. So that's a good thing for the Wisconsinites. Yeah, we'll take that for sure. Owen Feedstra, one of the broker analysts with EverAg, along with us this morning. You know, we do still have to kind of keep an eye on what's going on with weather. Any dairy farmer listening out there is already anxious about feed costs. I mean, that's something else. Every time we talk about these higher prices, I like to make sure consumers understand that it's really coming at a cost. Our dairy producers are facing some incredibly expensive feed this year. 
Of course, of course. Yeah, and I think, you know, come the dairy dairymen are still dairy producers are still working off of, you know, old crop contracts up until it's September and I think it's vitally, vitally important, you know, to be making sure that, you know, if you're looking at spot prices on feed, you know, have a risk management plan. Um, but even more, keep your eye on September. Uh, you feed prices are going to be jumping 25, 30% if you don't have something in place come September. Um, and profitability is going to be underneath the microscope. Um, the margin for air, I think, is large for you know the margin on uh, the margin on farm. You know, come that time of the year. So, yeah, make sure you make sure you're looking at you know at least risk management tools and um, yeah, talking with other folks to get some ideas. I'm just curious, Owen, I know you guys are out on the road, a lot of different groups, a lot of different faces. Are you getting a sense that ag lenders, our bankers, are they still comfortable where we're at? Um, yeah, you know, I, I haven't, I think from discussions, it hasn't been, um, you know, too eerie. It's not that they've quite necessarily pulled the plug. Um, but I do think that lenders are becoming a little bit more involved. Um, in my world, risk management decisions, they do like sitting down, you know, with us and the producer at a table. Um, I think as long as you can show your lender, hey, I'm, I'm taking steps in the right direction. I'm trying to manage my revenue on both sides of the equation. Um, I think when they see that from a producer, they realize, hey, this this producer is, you know, getting in front of the market. They are making sure that, um, you know, they are in a sound position going forward. And I think that is your I think that's the, the the number way to obviously, you know, keep that relationship with the lender and make sure that you're good for longevity and going into next year. Yeah. Now, what about the tools available to us, Owen? There are times when things like dairy margin coverage, dairy revenue look good. What are how are you advising people to, uh, you know, protect the up and also protect the floor? Yeah. So on the milk side of things. Um, there are an array of tools available, whether it be DMC, um, LGM, livestock gross margin, dairy revenue protection, and then outright using, you know, the board futures and options. Um, this is the year that that producers have been waiting for. And even though, uh, you know, feed prices are hampering that a little bit, we're talking 25, you know, dollar milk, 26 dollar milk between class three and class four. If this decides to get even more stupid than it is what right now and say it does want to go touch $27, $28, I'm not calling that right now, but it's not out of the cards. If this is the year and with feed prices where they're at, I'm advising individuals do not cap yourself. Buy a put style option structure for knowing that your risk is defined by the premium or the capital that you spend. Know that you have downside protect, protect, protection and make sure that you do not have a lid on this thing. Make sure 